Welcome to the It's All About Relationships podcast with Dr. Marty Folsom, where we deal with relationships with God, with our neighbors, and with ourselves. Today we're thinking, or maybe rethinking, the whole nature of, yep, here comes that word, sin. Yeah, that often brings up in our minds being bad or focusing on human activities and all the things that make people feel guilty. And I'd like to kind of transform from that. So a new way of thinking about sin is to say that when we're separated in relationship and when we're motivated by fear, we end up protecting ourselves and disconnected from others. And to say the very nature of sin then are all of those things that separate us from God and one another. So it's really more about separation than it is about being bad people. So I think the greatest anxiety that we have in life is the fear of rejection. So here the word fear comes in, and that's going to be a dominant motif that we're going to be exploring here. Now, you might say, oh, I'm not that anxious, but the question, are you a people pleaser? Because you know what people pleasers are afraid of? They're afraid of disappointing other people. They're afraid. Looking good. What are looking good people afraid of? Not looking good. They're afraid of not having the right dress or their hair looking right or whatever. Wearing masks is obviously not wanting to be seen at all. Walls that people put up. The whole thing of ending up feeling like you're an island that nobody can quite get to you. All the games people play. All of these things are the fear of really being known, which means there's a fear of rejection if people really knew who I was. And sometimes it's better to just be left alone. And one of the great classic fear-based ways of being, the anxiety that drives us, is peer pressure. I have to do what they want me to do or else I will be rejected. Hopefully you hear in all this that fear is this dominant motif. What it does is it makes us be inauthentic, not really able to show up. And it becomes about rejection, the possibility of rejection, and we put all of our energy into not being rejected. But what do we do? We distance ourselves in that process. So what is the opposite of this fear of rejection? It's the desire for acceptance. So when we're living a lie, when we're trying to hide all the time, the only kind of acceptance we get is one of just not being known. We're really just hiding from the judgment of others. But I think that acceptance is our deepest desire. In fact, I think it's what it feels like to be loved. When somebody accepts you for just exactly who you are, doesn't try and change you at all, it really feels a lot like what we talk about being loved. When we have to lie to get acceptance, then it's not really acceptance. It's just covering over. It's really living a lie. Wanting to be loved is to really be loved just as we are without having to hide. So I think we get caught up in a world where we live between fear and acceptance. We're afraid of what people think, but we really want acceptance. And so we really end up trying to survive. And survival means that most of the time we invest in attending to our fear of what will happen if people really, really know us. So that kind of becomes our default. To get to acceptance, to really love ourselves and others, there's this thing called courage, which sees the fear that if people know who I am, they may not like me, but... I need to be honest that I need people to know who I am. Courage is the invitation to be fully present, to be fully out there with who you are. If we default to fear, I think we end up in a kind of a separated life. We get numb to what we even think or feel because we're so 
busy paying attention to what other people might think that we get numb to who we really are. Again, the opposite of that is the honest life, the connected life, the life where you feel like, you know what, these are my peeps. I can hang with these people. They're, they're not exactly like me, but they accept me, and I can accept them. When we're living this separated life, I think we become impoverished. We become needy, and so we start doing all kinds of things that aren't really true to who we are because the need to fill that aching sense of, I, I just want to be accepted and loved, I want to have friends, becomes so powerful that it keeps us from what it looks like to be really healthy, and that is to be full of love for ourselves, accepting who we are, and able to give to others and to care for others in ways that really connect us. So when I talk about the I in sin, it's really that fear ultimately asks the question, what's going to happen to me? And it makes I, what am I going to do? The focus, fear focuses us on ourselves. And that separates us from others. And so that is this life that I'm talking about, a disconnected life. So when we acknowledge that we have a default to fear, we can at least start to be honest about that. I'm afraid. We can recognize that we are often judging ourselves. I'm afraid of what others think. They may not even ever have said anything, but we start judging. I don't think I measure up. And so many of us live in this self-judgment mode that shuts us down. And that's living a life of sin. Not that you're a bad person. You're just disconnected by fear. Many of us are concerned about others' judgments. They've said before, and so we just don't come out to play with them. And before we know it, we just can't be our authentic self. All we can do is show up as a silent person, a wallflower, or somebody who just isn't present. And for many people, of course, when they think of God, they think of a God who's a judge who's up there judging. And that, of course, creates all kind of fear as well. And that's what it said Adam did after eating the apple. He hid. Why are you hiding? I hid because I was afraid, is what he said. So really, to begin to connect, fear is what separates us in life, in our relationships from others. And when we have a life forged in fear, we become critical. We're critical of ourselves. I don't look good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. The fear takes us to notice what's missing in ourself, and then it turns on others. Well, they're not I don't know why they think they're so great. They don't have anything more than I do. And so we become critical of others. And so in the end, rather than being persons, we end up with a persona, which is the name in Greek theater for a mask. Tonight, I will be playing the persona of this person. And so we wear a mask that isn't really who we are. I think it may be true that most people, most of the time these days, wear some kind of a persona to hide who they really are all the while wishing they could have intimacy, but not knowing how to break through into this other world. So as a theologian, I want to say the God who I'm aware of, who I know in the person of Jesus, is the God of grace. And grace means unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. There is no judgment. There's nothing you have to do to be loved by this God. The opposite of that grace is something called accusing, which is the name from which Satan, Satan originally is just a, the proper name of a person. It's a role somebody plays. So to be an accuser is to find fault. So to say, whether you think there's an actual Satan or whether you just are always thinking of what people are going to say about you looking for your faults, we make them our accusers. And so many of us, most of the time, 
end up thinking that even God is the accuser and other people who are Christians or spiritual or whatever are going to notice what's missing in us. And so it defaults to a life that doesn't live from love. It lives from the fear of being found out. But the nature of what Jesus came to do was to bring a love that casts out fear. And that's what John says in his letter, perfect love casts out fear. Why is that? When you're being loving, there's nothing you need to hide. Love gets rid of the fear of judgment. It reconnects you. And so to say the overcoming of sin isn't just making some kind of payment. It's really recognizing the fear that's shutting us down and beginning to live a life of love. Jesus said in a hundred different ways, do not live in fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious for anything. There's all kinds of ways that are calling us out of this life of judgment and fear. And you know who Jesus really got upset with? It was the religious people who were accusers. It was the people who were telling everybody else that they weren't good enough. He chewed them up and down. And you know the people who he loved unconditionally? The sinners. He loved them and accepted them right where they were, whether it was a woman caught in the act of adultery or a woman who came midday to a well to get some water because that was the only time that she could overcome her shame and to be out there. He loved being with people who didn't love themselves and to bring a love to them that overcame that separatedness. Now, the word separated is interesting here because the word holy can mean separated. And a lot of people say, you know, I'm too holy to be with those people. And I want to go, whoa, 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 there's another word afterwards separated we, want, we need to get in order. The holiness of God separates us for other people. It separates us for others to be healing with them. It separates us to be restoring with them, to sit with them, to love them. Holiness calls broken people home. Holiness brings people into friendship. It's not separated from, that's where we become judgmental and we think that we're purer than other people. And that's just a, another form of living in fear. So in Isaiah 53, 35, I'm sorry, Isaiah 35, there's this picture of the desert where there isn't a lot of life becoming a garden. The garden is what it's intended to be with water and seed and all those things. There is this place that was desolate and separated that becomes beautiful. And it says there's a highway there, and it's called the Highway of Holiness. Why is that? Because all the fear, the distance, and all that is overcome, and the beauty and the restoration that is intended is imaged in the coming of a garden. So to say a garden or a forest may be the most holy place you can be, because that's where rejuvenating life is happening. That's where connecting with earth and God and ourselves, all those things are happening, and that's what holiness feels like. So the gospel, the good news, is that God comes to earth in the person of Jesus to act in ways that love and that silence all of the accusations that would be there so that we can live a life of honesty with God, with others, love ourselves and be loved by others and have a love for others. We can be in touch with reality, the reality of all of our imperfections as well as our gifts, and get this thing that we might call wholeness. Wholeness is the opposite of living in fear. And it's particularly wholeness in a relationship. Are there skills in this wholeness? Are there skills in this coming to love? Yeah. We need to learn to communicate. If you're just silent, then nobody knows what's going on inside. So to talk about our frustration as well as what we're thankful for, 
To learn to really communicate is to connect. The skills of hospitality that make space for the other are significant. Learning just to maintain our own bodies and to take care of ourselves is a loving acceptance and care for who we are. And learning to celebrate well our birth, our death, our, the days of our lives. All these things are part of the skills of living this life, not in fear, but in the celebration of the wholeness. So I really want you to hear that the yes of love is what we need more of. The yes of love takes care of the no of fear, the no you're not good enough, the no you're failing. So to learn to say yes to love actually takes care of the fear. So we don't have to focus on fear and getting rid of it. We just need to learn to accept the love that comes to us and to give the love that we can to others. This is living a life of grace. Grace is the yes of God. It becomes a yes to our friends, to our neighbors, that says, you are loved unconditionally, personally. And sin, sin is the big no. It's all the ways that we say, no, I don't think I want to be with you. No, I'm afraid of you. And no, I don't think you like me. So we need the grace that overcomes our fears. So many people think we just grew up in a world of chance, that all there is in the world is chance and natural selection and survival and competition, and that is the survival of the fitness. And I think that world just creates a world of fear. So I'd like you to really consider that there is this life of love that is what is intended for us. And this love says we're created for connection and coming together. It's not chance. It's a love that's intentionally given to us, and we get to love in response because it's all about relationships so i really want to promote a god who is a god of relating who made us to live in loving relationships we are not just naturally selected we are supernatural we overcome our fear the natural sense of the fears that are part of the amygdala in the back of our brain it's the oldest part of our brain if you want to default to your natural self it'll be about fear the supernatural is to be called into this world of loving. As a counselor, when I sit with clients, I'm always just listening for the things they're resisting. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, that's too difficult because that's where the fear is hiding. And so when I listen to the fear and somebody's saying, oh, I'm afraid to talk about that, then we begin to open up the door to the possibility of having a journey to say, What's that fear about? What would it look like to let love speak to that? What does it mean to love you and to not live in the judgment of what's going on there? So relationships happen when we move beyond the fear into the courageous life of love. Thanks for journeying with me today. Check out what's happening over at drmartyfolson.com. We keep adding new things to it. And thanks for being with us.